Hello, hello, hello. I'm pretty pumped about today's episode. I have my phone open and I put a questions box up on my stories. Um, I was noticing that I was getting quite a few questions and comments on some of my content. And a lot of it was largely around like making the transition from a nine to five into going full time in my business. And so I put a questions box up and I got some questions, which I'm just going to answer because Oh, it's such a it's such a time. It's such a time making a decision to leave your job, your career, your nine to five. When's the right time to do it? Like all of that, and it can be daunting. It can be scary. I've worked with hundreds of women who are in this position, and for a lot of them, the decision about when to leave their job, the decision about when to get a coach, like all of that, it just feels really big and it's it's a big life change. It genuinely is. And so I'm happy to share my story. And I just want to say, I'm going to, I'm not meant to, okay, I'm not actually, okay, there's big changes coming for this podcast. And in the next few weeks, you're going to start noticing some things change, some really exciting things are going on behind the scenes. And there's going to be a lot more opportunity for you to be asking questions, like all kinds of questions. Like, I don't care. There's nothing off the table. There's going to be a lot of opportunity for like the community and the listeners to ask me anything, like whether it's related to business transitioning, whether it's related to personal stuff, mindset stuff, money stuff, relationship stuff, or just like gossip. (laughs) I don't want to use the word gossipy, but like just nosy stuff that you want to know. Like I'm always an open book. So there's going to be a lot more really fun and and just entertaining conversations coming up. And I just want you to really (laughs) pay attention over the next few weeks because there will be some big, big changes. And I'm really excited to just be answering questions like these ones. And so the theme today is very much around transitioning and my own experience with how I left my career and started a full-time business. And like I always say, please just take this as a grain of salt. Like this is my experience. This is my two cents. This is based on my background, my situation, my relationship, where I wanted to go, my unique set of circumstances. And they'll never be exactly the same as yours. And that's why this is why I I do personalized coaching with people. I cannot give anyone advice that will be the same. Like I have different clients who I say completely contradictory things to depending on who they are and what they want and where they're going and their background and their habits and, and all of that. However, I know sometimes when you're making a transition, it can be helpful to see how other people are doing it, what sort of things or pointers they learnt along the way so that hopefully you can skip some of the fuck ups. <laughs> um, but again, all fuck ups are there to teach us something. So either way, take it as a grain of salt, but this is just my experience and, and I'm going to answer the question. So before I get into the questions, a bit of context. So I have been in business for just under three years. What a wild fucking roller coaster. Honestly, the best thing you'll ever do. Like personally, just oh, for somebody who's if you're interested in personal development, in growth, in learning, business is a is just something that like it's it satisfies so much of that. Like it's such a wild ride. You have to work on yourself. You have to learn. You have to always be wanting to challenge yourself and do better. And it's just, oh, it's such a wild ride. It's challenging. It's incredible, but it's, it's been two and a half years, just, just under three years for me. So context is that I was starting to get really itchy feet at the end of 2019. I was a full-time senior English teacher at the time. And so 
I was starting to get really itchy feet and I'd started to make this plan, like this little like dream of mine about like how I could start a business and what my dream life would actually look like. And that was the end of 2019. And so I'd started to get really drained by the job. Like it's a very emotionally, very mentally draining role, especially like I said, I had just, <laughs> I'd just taken on a promotional um a promotion. So I was also a coordinator. I was very deep into the um, girls' wellbeing programs, which I absolutely adored. But I'd started to get a little bit drained, a little bit itchy feet, and I'd started to sort of create this vision in my mind of what my business would look like, which was a complete shock to me because I had never, ever considered being a business owner. I'd never wanted a business. I'd been very much sort of raised in that like you know, like I went to uni, I've got that many, I've got pieces of paper coming out my butt because it's just like you study, you get a job. And if you don't like it, you change to a different job. And then if you don't like that, you might get a different degree and go to a different job. And I've done that multiple times. So I was always searching for jobs, but none of them lit me up. Like searching on Seek literally made me want to stab myself in the eye with my pencil. Like there was nothing on Seek. And so I kind of, by the end of 2019 was like, right, I'm going to just create my own job. And I'm guess I'm going to have to start a business. So in 2020, I actually reduced from full-time to part-time. But when I say part-time, I was still 0.8. And anyone who's ever tried to go to part-time, <laughs> I've, I've had this conversation with many clients who sort of slowly, slowly sort of go takeaway hours, often you don't actually end up working less. You just get paid less. So I found it didn't make much of a difference because I was still there. I was just using that extra time to get on top of marking mostly. And it, it wasn't really working. So I went to point eight in 2020. I was still a coordinator though. So there was a lot more admin and pressure sort of in that regard. Um, and lockdowns happened in, I think it was April. So COVID came and by this stage, I had already sort of had this little secret side hustle where I was like, oh, I've got a podcast, but I don't tell anyone. Like I wasn't telling my colleagues. I was, I had an Instagram page. But again, I didn't really tell anyone. I didn't fully have time to give it much. Although if I'm honest, I started using a lot of recess and lunch to like work on my business and probably a bit more than that as well. Uh, like I said, my heart just was not in it. And so that was the beginning of 2020. And yeah, I started my side hustle, but I didn't really have much energy to give to it. And I don't know, like I, I've spoken to actually, this comes up quite often. For once people, once you've designed this vision in your mind and you've gotten quite excited about it and you're like, oh, that's it. I'm so excited. And you've got this like quote side hustle that you're working on. It's like it becomes increasingly difficult to go back to your job because it's like the contrast is so insane that you're getting really excited on the weekends and maybe after work or before work and your brain's going crazy thinking things you could do and you're learning so much and maybe you've got a coach, maybe you're listening to podcasts. You're so excited and then you go to your job and you're like, oh, oh, and you just notice. And so I just could not stay any longer and I quit after the lockdowns. So lockdowns and COVID happened. COVID started in 2020, obviously, and then the schools locked down in April and I rejoiced, which is not good enough. And I, when I say not good enough, like I've always been the person, if I'm not happy, I'm going to change things. And when the schools went into lockdown and I noticed how relieved and happy I was. I had to have a really good hard look in the mirror and be like, Brianna, 
this isn't good enough. Like if you're unhappy, you need to change something because your students deserve better. You deserve better. And your poor boyfriend at the time, like this was before Paul was my husband, he does not deserve this grumpy biatch that's coming home and being so tired and drained and like resenting him for being happy. (laughs) Just like (sighs) I was not, it was not good. And so after school went back, I went to the principal's office and I gave my notice and that was I gave a terms notice and I finished in June of 2020. And so now two and a half years later, nearly three years later, I am, yeah, full-time in my business. It's nearly 100% online. I travel when I want. I work when I want. I have the most incredible clients in the world. I just am obsessed. Like I'm obsessed. And the beautiful, beautiful thing for me is that I still feel like I'm a teacher. And I always will be a teacher because I love learning. And because I love learning, I love teaching. And it goes hand in hand for me. I feel like I'm still an educator. What's happened for me is that I've been able to merge all of my background, all of my degrees, all of my experience, all of my confusion in the past, take the bits I love and turn it into something that I get paid for, something that I'm passionate about, something that lights me the fuck up. As in like, I have to stop myself from working all the time because I would like, I genuinely love what I do and I'm so blessed. And so it's not to say, it's not to say that there wasn't wobbly moments where it was like, Oh my gosh, what am I doing? This feels scary. Of course there was, but I always knew that I was going to make it work. I, I like failing wasn't an option. And I remember thinking like, if like worst case scenario, worst case scenario, not that I think this will happen, but if the worst thing happened and I had to go back to like worst case scenario, I'll just be a teacher again. And (laughs) that's what I'm doing now anyway. Like my worst case scenario is that I end up right back where I am and, and I could live with that, but I couldn't live with not trying. And so that's my context. (laughs) I'm going to dive into the questions. And like I said, grain of salt because you've got your own context, but this is my experience. Take what you want from it. Uh, The first question was how to safely make the jump in this current economic climate. I'm going to be really honest. I give almost zero attention to whatever the current climate is economically or otherwise. I trust me more than any external situation. When I quit, The schools had just locked down. The world was in fucking disarray. Everyone was freaking out. I had people saying to me, are you serious? You're going to walk away. Let's remember too, I had just been given permanency. I had just been given a a promotion. I was in a very good private school. Everything was quote unquote set. And the world had just decided to go into a global pandemic. People were losing their jobs. Businesses were closing down. Everyone was really scared and I decided to quit. So I can't honestly tell you that I ever considered quote unquote what's safe in the climate because I'm my safety. Like I will always back me first. I don't watch the news and there's a very good reason for that. I don't pay attention to what's going on externally because I know that my internal world, my self-trust, my ability to command myself to do something, my potency, the way I lead, the way I show up, that's going to be way more powerful than anything going on externally, whether that's the economic climate, whether that's the bloody job market, whatever it is, I just trust myself. And so I've never paid attention to external things and circumstances. And when you think about it, like, even when you look back at all the statistics from the Great, Dep- Great Depression era, 
That is also when some people actually took on opportunity and created multinational, multi-million dollar businesses and companies because where some people see lack and scarcity, others see opportunity. And I don't know, I just think it's a mindset thing. Like I'm not saying that the economic climate doesn't wobble and doesn't have fluctuations. I'm saying trust yourself. And if you're worried, turn off the news and ask yourself how you can really anchor back into just self-trust. Like, honestly, that that's what I have to say there. Um, did I quit teaching cold turkey or drop down to part-time? So like I said, I went to point eight first and then I realized I'm actually not working any less. I'm just getting paid less. <laughs> so it didn't work for me. Not to say that I have, and again, like I've told some clients and I've suggested with some clients, it all depends. Like if you can go to point four or point six, that's incredible for me. I always had that ability to work relief, which is another really beautiful thing if anyone that's listening is a teacher or or not and you've got the ability to do casual work or contractor work, like you've always got that. So for me, I went to point eight, that lasted not even two terms and I quit and then I just went, I did... I did relief like a little bit, but honestly, (laughs) relief was terrible. I hated it. I cried. It was not good. I am obviously very sheltered and I did a few days of relief at some public schools and it was the first time actually that Paul had seen me cry. I walked back in the door and I was like, (laughs) oh my God, I was just so shattered because I couldn't, yeah, I just, uh, it broke my heart. A lot of the time it broke my heart and so I did relief for a little bit, but honestly, I, I pretty much walked away and I was very fortunate that my business coach, who actually became one of my best mates, also then offered me a job inside of her business. So I was working as an assistant, like I was at the mindset and business coach inside of her business. So I actually had a part-time job until literally six months ago. No, not even like four months ago. So I have been working part-time online inside of another, inside of Steph Gorton's business. I did that for two years because I loved it and I love mindset coaching and I loved business coaching and helping people with strategy and it was awesome. And I... I've had a part-time job for the for two years of building my business and I had a part-time job even when I was make, making multiple six figures and I want to just have a quick moment to talk about that because I see how many people see it as like uh, almost like going backwards or they have some sort of weird relationship to like feeling like they've failed or there's a sense of shame if they've decided to get a job and I'm like, mate, that job can be the most expansive thing for your business. Like I never had to worry about scarcity or taking on clients that didn't feel aligned. I never got myself into these spirals of scarcity and fear and did weird shit in my business because I didn't know where my money was coming from. Like I had a part-time job that paid my bills and that allowed me to be really quite expansive and come from a place of what do I want in my business? Like I was never in fight or flight doing weird stuff because I either had relief, which (laughs) didn't last long. I just walked away from relief pretty damn quick, but I also had a part-time job. And so I actually, this is a conversation for people who are wanting to transition, don't think of your, having a job as a failure. Look at it as an expander. I actually think it would be probably more irresponsible in your business. Like, yes, go all in. Yes, 100% back yourself. But it doesn't mean you're not going all in if you decide to have a part-time job to use as an expansion, to use as a, an opportunity to reinvest into your business or to grow a skill set or to have a little bit of time away from your business so that you can, you know, 
use that time. Like I remember saying to Paul, I will, I will stack shelves. I will be a barista. I will work at a bar. I will be a cleaner. I will do whatever I can. That's mind numbing. That just gives me some monotonous work so that I can think about my business and find clarity. Like I remember thinking, actually, it'd be really cool to go and like, I'm from Albany, which is a really, um, (laughs) a lot of people go there in uh, grape picking season to pick grapes. And I remember thinking, oh, I would go and pick grapes and put my earphones in and have all of these creative creative ideas pop in. And I was willing to do all of it. And I never saw working as going backwards. And I think that mindset actually expanded me in the long term. So whether or not you've, you know, you're going part-time and you're reducing your hours in your full-time job slowly, or you've got another part-time job, like just use that as a way to expand yourself forward. You don't see it as a failure. Um, was I making profit in my business before I took the leap? No, <laughs> my business made $0 before I quit teaching. Um, because I, like, honestly, I just wouldn't have had the, oh, did I, was there a, actually, there may have been, there may have been a small amount of time where I was taking some clients after school because when I started I was a mindset coach for teenage girls and I helped people navigate high school I helped parents also navigate high school with their kids Um, and so there may have been a small amount of time there where I had some clients who were coming after school but I don't think that lasted long either there was a little bit of time there was time where I was working relief and I'd be working relief until 3, 3.30 and then I'd start seeing clients at 4 p.m. But I was, I'm pretty sure, just not making money before I actually quit because, as you know, it's quite a lot. Like the the mental drain from teaching is quite high and I just don't think I would have had the energy to give to clients. So I wasn't making any profit and I just quit and went all in. And reminder that going all in for me still meant that I – I was working a bit of relief here and there. Um, not long after I had a part-time job, like going all, you can still be all in and have a job. So just consider that too. Um, what did I feel were the best moves to grow my business on the side? Uh, a, getting a coach, like a hundred percent, get a business coach, get someone who can show you the ropes, help you take like shortcuts that they've learned. Like you can learn so many shortcuts. Also, you can just meet the right people. Like there's so many opportunities and communities these days. So second to getting a coach, which actually expands your mind and puts you in the room with the right people, make sure that you're prioritizing being in the room with other people who are trying to do similar things to you or that are a few steps up like ahead of you. Whether that means going to networking events, whether that means joining masterminds, whether that means going to business seminars, whatever it is, get in the room with people who are doing what you want to do, like can understand, can resonate, can relate. Can Because there are moments where you're like, what am I doing? This feels scary. What am, Like you, you have an identity crisis on the reg. Like you want people who are a few steps beyond you and can like hold your hand and, and expand you up and normalize what you're going through, especially if your current circumstance or current circles, like your family, your friends, they're all not understanding because a lot of them work 
it can be quite isolating. So get yourself in the room with the right people. That would be the number one thing I would say to help grow the business on the side. Um, The other thing that I would say in terms of, and this is a bit more like strategy and pragmatic things, like you really need to be fucking clear on who, like what is your business? Who do you help? What do you do? What are your services? Like so many people that I speak to and that I've worked with, they can't even articulate that. Like they're trying to help everyone and it, and they're not really certain in like what it is they're actually trying to achieve and also like why i believe my business started like started to take off so quickly and why i believe that it was successful quickly is because i fucking love what i do like i see so many people and like Ugh, it kind of grinds my gears a little bit. It's a bit gross. I see a lot of people who decide to become like coaches or decide to do something because they're like, oh, laptop lifestyle. But like, they're not really interested in the people. They're doing it because it's going to suit what they want. But it, it's like people just believe that it's going to be this quick and easy way to make this like online passive income or something. Like we've got these weird things that I see happening online. I did it a because I fucking love it. I love humans. I love psychology. I love progression. I love growth. I love mindset. I love strategy. I love communications. I love content. Like I live and breathe this stuff. And so that was really the thing that helped me grow my business was my passion. And you can ask almost, you can ask all my clients when I get on a passionate tirade, you can't stop me. I start to get crazy and it's actually like people can feel that. So before you're growing your side hustle, check in, like check in with your passion, check in with what lights you up, check in with your intention behind what you're doing and just have some integrity about it. Like don't get into something because you think it's going to make money quick or because you're going to get to sit on a laptop in Bali, like having margaritas and not working. Like that's not the game. Like, yeah, you want to take into consideration your lifestyle, but ultimately you want to make sure you're doing it for the right reasons. And then once you've got that aligned, make sure you're in the room with the right people. Get yourself a coach is the other thing. Um, You've, the next question was, I've started my business but haven't barely made any money in the last six months help. Uh, it just, again, all those things I've mentioned, do you have a coach? Do you have someone who's watching you, holding you, like holding you accountable? Do you have someone who's really like in it with you? Are you in the rooms with the right people? Are you obsessed with what you do? Can you honestly say that you are giving it your all? Are you addressing those underlying mindset things? I think this is the other thing. A lot of the times when I see people or I speak to clients who say they're doing all the things, you might be doing all the things, but your energetics are off. There's something underlying. There's something in your aura. There's something in your belief system. There's something in your identity. You don't actually want it because you're scared of what it might mean. There's a like there could be a mindset thing that's holding you back. You say you want it, but really you're like, oh, what if I get it? And then, you know, my whole life changes or I have to give up time with my kids or, or whatever. Like there's often so many underlying reasons why we're not making money. And sometimes it's we're not showing up with potency. We're not showing up with real self-belief, which people can feel. We're not actually doing the things that move the needle. We're doing all the fluff tasks. We're being unproductive and just doing crap. And we don't actually know what we're, how we're spending our time. Like there's there's so many reasons that you might not be making money, but I think it's really helpful to have people looking in with you at your business. So that's why I always say get a coach. Um, 
Did you need extra study to teach mindset? No, you don't need it. But did I do it? Yes, because I love it. I love learning. I love, yeah, I just wanted to be really, really good. And what I will say on top of formal study, nothing will ever be time on the ground. I have done hundreds and hundreds of hours with clients. I've done hundreds of hours teaching. I've done hundreds and thousands of hours doing my time. I used to do a few for free before I started. I used to practice with friends. I used to do it for like $100 an hour when I started. Like it was crazy looking back. But I, you cannot outperform. Like pieces of paper, cool. P- bits of formal study, cool. But do your time. I've noticed there's a bit of a like trend where there's this like entitlement of like, oh, I've been posting for a few months. I've been posting in Facebook groups. I've done a few clients. Where's my millions of dollars? And it's like, well, calm down. Like we need to do our time. And I think that that's just something that needs to be spoken about because the industry can be a little bit entitled if I'm honest. And sometimes we just need to be honest about where we're at and be okay with the fact that we're beginners and that's okay too. Like you've got to be able to put time in and if you're not willing to put time in and 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 not even be remunerated to start, then I would just check in with that sense of like, uh, I don't want to use realism, but like entitlement, like you're never going to be in demand and incredible and a standout leader if you don't do your time and be willing to kind of suck first. And that's what builds confidence over time. So they are the questions. I'm very happy to answer questions like this and moving forward, there's going to be a lot more of like just really fun stuff coming in the future. And I'm so excited for what is going on behind the scenes. You want to be watching over the next few weeks, follow along on my socials because you're going to see a lot of changes in my world and I'm really, really pumped about it. So uh, for those of you who are making a transition, who are building something on the side, who are, you know, desiring something more or feeling a bit of a niggle, just keep going. Like I promise you, if you have the right people around you, if you fill your mind with the right knowledge and skill set, and if you're willing to do your time, if you work on your mindset, if you work on your inner world, and if you invest in you and trust yourself, you're always going to get there and you will get there. Um, And so I hope this episode was helpful. I will see you next week. Bye.